Welcome to the Otherworld's GG Community Cast. This is episode number 63. I am Table for Two, and I am joined today by Mellified and Alien Pickle. How are you guys doing? Hey, this is Mellified. I am doing wonderful. It is a lovely rainy Saturday here, but uh, excited to talk about some gaming stuff. How's it going there, Pickle? Well, I've been dreaming of if they could just merge together fallout 76 and planet side two into one game that mm -hmm. just does it that would be great then that, then i would only play one game that would be an interesting that would be an interesting game for sure um the, well, i just the, want battlefield like planet side two can we just do that like mm. just modern military stuff not laser guns and, and that is packs. that is the interesting thing about like the those two separate genres what planet side is doing on a, on a larger scale is it's almost it's like an fps mmo almost you know they do have and chicken says hello rooster hello top of the morning <laughs> top of the morning um it, it's really interesting to you know to see how because you know you and i have been taking a deep dive into planet side 2 recently as well and it's interesting how they have like their hub world where you can like, you know, run around with all the other players and like, you know, uh, manage your, your different loadouts and all that other stuff. And then you can go into like full deployment mode where you can actually then deploy out onto, uh, the planet, I guess, you know, wherever the, the war zone is hot. And then that, you know, yeah. that battle goes on for a couple hours you know, and you've got all of these players that are fighting for territory control on a on a, a giant freaking map. Um, yeah, and you haven't played with me since I started playing with the tactical gamer guys. Not yet, right. no. So, so the deal with those dudes is, I wonder, do English roosters have an accent? <laughs> <laughs> Cock a doodle do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Australian roosters. And <laughs> Planet Side Two. Oh, we we're yeah, in Planet, Planet Side Two. And so, so yeah. those guys. Um, whenever I play with a group of those dudes, because you can have multiple platoons together, and a platoon is what like ten guys, right? So uh -huh. you get a squad of like forty dudes running around together, and the leader of the four platoons is it has like a voice channel to the platoon leaders, and then the people in the platoon talk to their platoon leader, right? So it sets it up just like we would do in Arma on voice comms so that the comms aren't stupid with too many people talking over each other, but the, but the leaders can talk to each other as well. And then you'll have actually coordinated stuff because it'll be like, Hey, you know, there's too much air coming in here. We need to get some AA tanks. Like whoever, whoever's got like anti-aircraft guns on your tank, like spawn those, you know, we need like three of those or whatever. And then the, uh, the medics can actually throw a, a respawn beacon, right? So we'll take a thing and then they'll say like, hey, so, you know, some medic like run outside, throw a respawn beacon or two. And that way, you know, if, if the uh, spawner gets killed, then we still can come back in here and reestablish and stuff like that. Hmm. Plus, we don't waste time like camping a spawn room that we can't actually go into that sort of deal they'll they'll like leave enough people there to neutralize it but it's not like the the entire group of 40 people just gets locked into like okay we're gonna just shoot that shield 
on that door for did, did they ever know, explain to you did they ever explain to you because i'm still trying to figure out how you can control an entire area but then the enemy still has a spawn point there like i don't understand how does that work do you know yeah the spawn point dies after a certain amount of time but Got it gives it. them a chance to come back in so some of the some of the like underground bases are nasty about that because the enemy can shoot out but you can't shoot in so it's just kind of like you cover the angle and kill them as they step out, but be in a place where they can't just snipe you kind of deal. Right. I don't know. It's it's just infinitely dumb. I, I don't like that whole thing because then you end up with just people spawning and they're trapped in a room and there's like 20 guys trapped in a room trying to figure out how to get out. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, so... I feel like you lost the place, man. Move on. Yeah, so we've we've definitely we've definitely had our our enjoyment in Planet Side Two recently. Um, uh, but yeah, that would be an interesting thing to see, like uh, a different a different genre of I guess not genre, but I guess a different kind of setting for that play style would be an interesting thing to to take on. So you know, but that that was always been the thing I think that people loved about the Battlefield games was is like the big map conquest modes. You know those can those can last for a very long time too. But then, like once that's done, you know then you have to go back and like it it it, it rotates maps on you. As we're like in Planet Side, it's all like all right. Well, you redeploy into a different zone, but like you're not loaded. Like it's you're you're only loading into a new zone. You're not waiting for a map change or you're not you know you can you're free at will to kind of like port to wherever you need to and you still stay in the same game if you will does that make sense like you're not because like the loading screen stuff you can't do anything like you're just loading into the next thing you've got you know and then the next map just starts you can't just like load back into the hub world and run around the hub world and you know pick up new skins or unlocks or whatever it is um the battlefield games are kind of just like we're gonna we're on a map rotation like traditional first person shooters but it would be kind of cool to see some kind of big you know continental style modern warfare planet side you know game i think that'd be pretty slick yeah but yeah like currently the the best battlefield game isn't a battlefield game it's world war three it's basically battlefield uh what should have been hmm and it's cheap too. It's like fifteen bucks. Do I have that one? I, I don't know if you do or not. I I don't think so. Interesting. It's something that I've seen before for sure. I should probably check that out. But yeah, I feel like with battle with Planet Side, they've got the tech basically done. They just need to reskin it. Yeah. Without a second game. Yeah, that's very they trapped, much. They catch all the battlefield people that just aren't interested in playing Planet Side, and I don't think a lot of the Planet Side people would leave to play that. They'd they'd make the same money either way, just more of it. That's that's true, and they they definitely they definitely um, cater to a specific audience. So that's that's you know it's got a niche for sure. Well, I mean, like you know that. So you know, you talked about Fallout seventy six. That's something that you and I both recently also have jumped back into. Have been playing quite a bit of as well. Um, it's, it's like, it's a, it's, it's definitely not what it was at launch. It's way better than it was at launch, but it's kind of like stable jank, if that makes any sense. Yeah. That's a good definition. <laughs> <laughs> like 
you know, it still has some jank to it, but like you're not, it's not like it's, it's actually broken as intended now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm not seeing like the weird animations. Like I'm not seeing the, like when you step into the power armor, your guy becomes like, you know, um, power armor covered in human flesh. Like you saw some of those original videos. Remember? Like, or just like your avatar becomes like the same size as a power armor suit or whatever it was. Like there was some really yeah. weird like mechanics that were happening goofy early on in Fallout 76 for sure. Um, but well, even even later, like when they introduced private servers, they had all sorts of weird server recycling issues where the world state wasn't correct. And you'd go in and somebody had already blown up all the you know, all the main things or whatever. Very strange. Yeah. yeah and honestly, I don't understand why private servers is a, a premium thing that people would pay for. Honestly. Yeah. It's kind of like the other people don't have a really negative impact on your stuff. In fact, it's kind of positive. Yeah. The only time where I interacted with another player in a negative situation, it was, we were both doing like a similar quest in the same spot and he ran in front of me while I was shooting something which engaged the PvP and then he turned around and, and yeah. killed me. But like when I went back to go collect my stuff, he like graciously like gave me some stuff as an apology. So it was like it wasn't even like, you know, an intended because he thought he was being shoot, shot at by another NPC, not me. And so he like he's she he sees he's getting shot at by my direction. He turns and just unloads on the direction he's getting shot from. Yeah. And it ends up nuking had, me by so the other night I had three people just like murder me. I was I was walking through one of the the junkyard places where it's like, you know, take take control of this area for X amount uh, of time. I gotcha. And I was just walking past and I you know, I waved at them and kept walking and then they ran up behind me and gunned me down. I was like, okay, well, I hope that was fun. But you <laughs> yeah, don't but really you, lose a yeah, lot. Yeah, you don't you really lose anything, some, yeah. Yeah. You but, drop your trash, then, guess, essentially. Right, but they can loot your trash whenever they do it. Mm. So it's not like I really had any good trash on me. By trash, we mean, like, supplies that you can use to, like, build and craft stuff. So, I yeah. mean, like, you're not dropping your guns, you're not dropping your armor, you're not dropping anything of real important value. So... I'm That's surprised, nice. actually, for for uh, inventory stuff, they don't let you like push an old shopping cart around. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh my goodness, That's funny. Yeah, I mean, Mellified, you jumped in on a little Fallout seventy six with us the other night. Uh, I did. I I found like what I really need to do is sit and play the game for five or six hours solo yes. to just get the hang of it and, yes. you know, get past some of the initial, like what the hell is going on? Which button do I push stuff? Yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's how I felt with Warframe. Like once I sat down and just played Warframe by myself for like a while, then I was able to go jump in with Jim and go do all kinds of things. Cause I was like, Oh, I get it now. And the same thing with fallout 76 when like I, you know, I'm, I've leveled up to a certain point, but then like I, I took a day where I was just, I followed some of the quest line stuff and I was like, okay, I'm in it now. Let's go do some like co-op stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, I, I you know, in what's, what's, what, what takes the pressure off, I think for sure on the Fallout 76 stuff for me and probably for Mellified is that we don't have to pay for it. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, we didn't buy well, it because we have it through Game Pass. At least I didn't buy it. 
but I I have it I have it through Steam and then I had it through Bethesda, but because I you know Bethesda's gone, um, that copy's dead, and then I have it through Xbox. So right. Um, one thing though is we Jim we discovered apparently you confirmed that it is not crossplay. Right. Correct. Yeah, I installed it on the Xbox and I logged in and it puts me at character creation. So apparently it doesn't talk to the cloud save from the PC. Wow, that's nuts. Yep. Which is I, weird because then like, I feel like that's a game that that, that should have crossplay because it's low key enough. It doesn't matter if you have a controller or a mouse. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like oh that guy's more accurate than me because you're mostly using vats anyway if you're on a console i think yeah well like you said i just it it seems so obvious that you'd have that and now that bethesda is owned by microsoft it seems like you could push all the back end into xbox live and you know just have it everywhere and you know even if the playstation stuff was separate so what yep and it it did get me to reinstall fallout 4 and they have changed on vortex mods um, they now allow, or Nexus mods rather, the Vortex uh, app. Client. Yeah, will download. Uh, they have like mod collections now, so a guy could go in and curate. Like, well, here's the mods I play with, and put it up as a collection. And you click once, and pow, and it downloads. You know, his thousand mods I, or whatever. I wonder if it's not crossplay because of the PlayStation. Because I know that Fallout seventy six is on Sony. Yeah, I mean, maybe certainly historically, I suspect that's why. But I, I feel like Microsoft could just do it for Xbox and PC at least. Yeah, you would, you would um, think, you would think, but yeah, maybe they don't want to piss off the PlayStation people. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe one, maybe one of these days. But I mean, the PlayStation people are getting pissed off enough, man. I, you know, the Sony's latest state of play, which we'll probably talk about in our new show next, but. Oof, yeah, talk about, you know, I I don't even see the point of buying a PS5 right now. Like, I really don't. Yeah, I was shocked, man, whenever they announced that Spider-Man and Miles Morales are coming to PC. Just, and, just, uh, just, just Miles Morales. I don't think the the first Spider-Man is. No, it oh. is. Yeah, no, wait, it is. Wait, what? Yeah, both yeah. of them. They're coming separately. They're coming at different times, but Miles Morales and the remastered Spider-Man, whatever the, the, the I naming just, I just, I just thought it was Miles Morales. They were just doing the no, second one. Nope. Oh, that's news to me. I'm I'm in shock. I, I will double check, but I am 99% certain because I remember reading that and I was like, wow. Because I, I, th- I thought they were doing, I thought they were doing a remaster of Miles Morales and putting it on PC. That's what I thought, but maybe I misread my, oof, oof. Well, and speaking of like, you know, and I know, again, we'll cover it again in our news show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here, Thanks, here's Jim. the headline. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Remastered and Miles Morales swing onto PC this year. Oh, my goodness. So Spider-Man re- Remastered on August 12th, complete with the City That Never Sleeps DLC. It's been ported by oh. Nixus. And then uh, the PC port of Miles Morales is set to launch later in the fall. But no date, no specific date's been set. So, yeah. I mean, that that is why people were buying a PlayStation 5 in some cases, I know. My goodness. Was to play the that's... best version of those games, right? 
That is insane. Well, and not only that, but like you know, there's there was also another that um, that Stray game was supposed to be a Sony exclusive, or at least you know, some people are saying, well, it was a timed exclusive. While well, I was like, I I don't like what exclusive and, and Sony don't mean anything anymore in my in my view. Like I don't see. Other than like if if right if the new Ratchet and Clank all of a sudden gets announced to being able to be played on the PC, then I'm just like, there's no reason. Just wait. There's no reason to get a PlayStation anymore. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is great because you can't. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there's that. Yeah I, yeah. I I to your point though, I suspect strongly that the reason that Sony is doing this is because the PS5 is hard to get. So the developers don't want to backport it to PS4 because the PS4 is a piece of crap. It's 12 years old. And and to be fair, so is the original Xbox. Like, they're both very aged sure. uh, options, and it's really limiting for the developers to have to support those. They want to move on to the new generation, but if you go PS5 exclusive, you're selling to, you know, very small audience because you, they've been so hard to get. So wow. why not port it to PC and make your money back, right? Like, no kidding. Uh, and I mean, it's like it's like every it's every Sony game under the sun. Because I, I was just talking to you before the show. I was like, I've got this backlog of games that I've started and I really want to finish. Like I, you know, um, Cyberpunk, I really want to finish up. Um, but I've got Horizon Zero Dawn. I still need to finish. I've got God of War. I still need to finish. Uh, Death Stranding. I still need to finish. All these, you know, all these. Well, besides Cyberpunk, but all these other ones that were originally just on PlayStation. That mm -hmm. are now on my, you know, on PC, you know, that I need to, you know, I want to go through and, and finish up for sure. Um, it's just a little shocking. I mean, it's a little, it's a little shocking. And I think it's, I think it's really cool. I was watching uh, Victor Lucas the other day. Um, he was doing some commentary on the state of play stuff with Sony. And he was actually really glad to hear that Spider-Man was finally coming to PC because um, it just opens up the door of opportunities for multiple gamers to play games because it shouldn't really matter where you play them on. You know, it you know people can have like a, a a platform of choice, but you know have your platform of choice but play all of the games. I guess is what he was getting at. And I was like, well, that mm. I I mean, sure, but I feel like at the same time that kind of negates if 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 your if your exclusives are going away. Then what incentive does that company have to even make a platform for you to play games on? Well, I, I think Pete, what what I think PlayStation has realized is that there are PC gamers who will never buy a console. Period. Full stop. So if they ever want to reach those gamers, they've got to reach them where they're at. Right? They got to come to PC, but they can still compete against Microsoft on the console front because there are gamers who will never buy a console or, or will only buy a console, I should say. Yeah, because yeah. people that just don't want the hassle. They want the, mm -hmm. it just works, it's a toaster. Yep. And and I can totally see that because well, having lived through some PC problems. Well, sure, but like, I mean, at the same time, though, because of what Microsoft is doing, so much of what you can find is on Xbox or PC simultaneously. Now, granted, some things are only on the Xbox and some things are only on the PC, but, like, a lot of those things are not on PlayStation. Like, a huge chunk of them are not on PlayStation. I, so, I, don't, I don't know that that's true. Like, what, what, no, no, I'm sorry. 
console exclusives. I how many games are on Xbox that are not on PlayStation? Microsoft Flight Simulator. And what else? I mean, you've got anything Halo. Okay, that's a good point. Halo Master Chief, Halo 5. Um, I'm, I'm sure I could run the list up. Um, well, I was uh, trying to think of, like, modern, um, modern stuff. What was that but... third-person shooter that was, like, really popular? Uh, Gears of War. Okay, Gears, sure. And that's still, but, I mean, like... And, but those are franchises, right? Those are... Those are those are Microsoft's franchises, but Sony has Spider Man. They have, um, uh, oh my God, the, they have the, the the shooter with the crazy aliens. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I'm blanking. But anyway, I mean, Sony has their own exclusives. Is my point that are console only. Um, Uncharted being another example. Yeah, like Jack and Daxter and Forza, mm -hmm. Ratchet and Clank. Forza on, on Xbox. Yeah, what I was uh, Forza at. on Xbox, Gran Turismo on PlayStation. So I'm just saying in terms of a console only person, I think there's, you know, a reasonable argument. If you like shooters, you know, Halo was the gold standard, but Halo Infinite has not really been uh, well received. I think it's fair to say on the multiplayer front, a lot of people are frustrated with the yeah. lack of. Yeah, update. but. But at the same time, though, like there's also the MCC, which is which is massively popular and stable as heck all you know right now. Like the other weekend, I actually was playing uh, Halo MCC with a group of other friends of mine, and you know we were we were playing um, like Halo like CE stuff for mm -hmm. hours, and there was a whole bunch of p other people that were playing. Oh, um, I, no doubt, no doubt. Killzone. That was the the one I was thinking of. Um, yeah, but isn't but isn't, isn't Killzone dead? Yeah, yeah. I I don't think I don't know. I don't think many people are playing it multiplayer. But I'm saying that was an exclusive franchise on the PlayStation Four, at least. Um, I don't know. I just like I think there's there's an argument to be had that if you are staying strictly on console, you know, it's it's going to depend on the games that you value the most, whether you go PlayStation or Xbox. Um, PlayStation does have the option for VR as well. If you're not going to have a PC and you want to do VR, you're, you're stuck with PlayStation. You can't go Xbox. Yeah. I'm, I, I guess that's true. And I, and I think, I think maybe from the perspective of people who have a gaming PC and then one singular console, if you're looking at it from that perspective, then if I have an Xbox and a PC at this point, I feel like there's no need to get a PlayStation. Um, I think there are or, people who would make the other argument that if I have a gaming PC, I can already play all the games on PC. So why get an Xbox? So I should get a PlayStation so I can play all those exclusives. I think that's the, the argument I've heard. I feel like the, the only real good exclusives that, that kind of push me to want them is over on Nintendo which mm. I, their stuff is never ever coming to PC for that reason. And and you know. they'll they'll never price drop because they have they corner themselves. So like all of Nintendo's first party titles are all still 60 bucks. Like yep. even if they've been out right. for like a year or whatever or two or three, like they're still 60 bucks. Now here's yeah, the it's like, here's it's like Jack and Daxter comes out on PlayStation. Yeah, it's nice. That's not going to push me to spend $600 on a PlayStation, right? But 
if you have like a $300 console and then there's Breath of the Wild and the Pokemon stuff and whatever. Okay, know, so so here's Mario. So here's my argument, Mellified, and and I and I hear what you're saying and I and and you make a valid point. Once Spider-Man comes <laughs> to the PC, <laughs> And and Uncharted, don't forget, because we're getting and Uncharted, Uncharted we're getting all the Uncharted stuff. The only other really like super exclusive, okay, so Last of Us maybe, okay, Last mm -hmm. of Us maybe, but I think the new Ratchet and Clank was a a, a huge success for the PS5. I think people mm -hmm. it was it was very well received. Stuff like that, like if if Ratchet and Clank gets like next year announced to like being released on the PC. I just don't understand like what Sony's holding on to that makes it like you have to have them in order to get something you can't get anywhere else. That's modern. That's modern. Now, granted, if you get them, you can maybe get access to like a back catalog or whatnot. Like mm -hmm. I have a PS4 now. And so like I can get access to, you know, a, a catalog of some games right now that I can't play on my PC, but that's from like the PS4 era, and even then, the Uncharted stuff, like you said, is coming to the PC. It's At least the newest one. I don't think the coll the like collection, the remastered one through three, has been announced yet. I thought it was just four, but I might be forgetting something. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think your point is is valid. It's is Sony. Sony is not doing themselves any favors with PC gamer. Well. They are they are going to the PC gamers and and bringing those exclusives to PC. The people on PC are probably not going to buy a PlayStation at that point. But I think a lot of gamers who are P hardcore PC gamers weren't going to buy a PlayStation anyway, and that's why they're doing it. I mean, the reality is I own all of them, all of them, right? Because there's there's stuff on all of them I want to play. Sure. So, like. I'm I'm the I'm the hardcore uh gamer that will do everything. It's the less you know, I have a buddy of mine, um great guy, my chiropractor in fact. Um <laughs> he he has two three little kids and he has time maybe an hour three hours a week, let's say, to play games. So he bought an Xbox uh one S a couple years ago. And that's his gaming system. And then he he asked me, like, oh, can you recommend me some games? You know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll shoot him over a couple of ideas. But, like, his gaming universe is so small um, because he's only got a tiny amount of time. And I think those are the people who are going to not necessarily be... Um, not going to care that Sony has games on PC because they're never going to buy a PC. They're never going to play a PC on a PC. Right. No, and I and I get it, and 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 I also get the console argument, right? Like the console argument is that I don't have to deal with a PC, I don't have to deal with like drivers and installing shit and mm -hmm. Windows and blah blah blah. And like, trust me, I I hundred percent understand that wholeheartedly. Um, I think with the introduction of the Steam Deck, however, that can also change the market a little bit. And, yeah. Um there could potentially be an interesting shift in that direction. Uh, I definitely think if you have a PC, you probably have a better corner on the gaming market. Like, you can probably play 80% of what's out there, in my opinion. Because, you know, on the PC, you're not just playing what's modern. Like, you have the ability to go and play all of the things, like, from all the way mm -hmm. back from wherever you want to go. Um, 
you know, the emulation argument, of course, is is uh, is a tricky one because, you know, uh, where's the where's the legal line there? But even then, like you you got emulation as an option that allows you to, you know, do even all the classic console stuff that you want to do too. So well, I, I know one of the things we touched on uh, when we first were talking about the Steam Deck was the fact that the Steam Deck actually plays Switch games better than the Switch, right? through emulation right, which is right. just kind of insane right it's it's uh, it's still a handheld um but yet you know it's vastly more powerful and i i mean i think what i the letter of the law i'm not a lawyer i don't know you know the the specifics but i feel like morally if i buy a game sure i i own a copy of this game wherever i choose to play it is my business right so I don't have a problem with people who are buying new games and then emulating them uh, to actually play. I don't know the, how many people actually do that. Let's be honest, right? Like, sure. Well, and, and apparently that's what uh, I do. Allegedly, this is allegedly. I'm not. Again, I'm also not a lawyer, but from what I understand is, is if you ha have a copy of a game, you're only allowed to rip that that copy and put it somewhere and use it. Um, you know, I know a lot of people say, well, I, I, you know, I've got a copy, so I'm just going to go download the torrent rather than trying to rip it, you know, myself or, you know, whatever it is for, you know, the game. But, um, yeah, that's I mean, whatever, I, but yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I guess, I guess the point I'm making though is, is like, you know, with, with the weird, with the weird nature of where the market seems to be heading, Nintendo still seems to be holding out pretty strong and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I get where Microsoft is going in a lot of ways and what they're doing with a lot of their stuff. Um, I, I will be honest that I have touched my even my Xbox um, less in recent years um, due to the fact that just so much of everything is either cross-play with, with Microsoft or uh, Game Pass lets me, you know, xCloud it or, um, you know, I can... It just it there there's it's or I or I uh, I I stream my console to my PC and play some of like the stuff that I can't get anywhere else like Perfect Dark for example I occasionally like to go back and and play for a little bit from time to time and that mm. you know I've got my Xbox for that. Um, well, you bring up an interesting point. Um, Xbox emulation, by and large, is actually surprisingly bad, considering especially the original Xbox was an x86. You'd think it would yeah. be super simple but i think there's just not as much interest on the emulator scene in emulating old xbox stuff so uh i think maybe... that's changing i think that's changing because i think i think the emulator scene with the ps3 and the original xbox has actually um hit a curve mm. where uh they're starting to emulate more and more or they're starting to improve on the emulation more and more for these things so like because there, there's a couple of games that are on the original Xbox you can't get anywhere else. You can't play them anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's uh, one in particular is Obi Wan for the original Xbox that has like a, um, a very passionate cult following for the people who loved that game. They can't, mm. they can't get it anywhere else. So the only way they can play it is on an original Xbox. Uh, but recently I've heard they've been making strides on the emulation side with it. But. 
Well, I was going to say, I wonder how much of it is the fact that it was so easy to hack the original Xbox and probably a lot of people modded theirs to do Xbox Media Center back in the day. And so they have a modded Xbox sitting around um, to play these games on. But in any case, I, I do find it really fascinating how... Um, Speaking of which, I actually have a copy of it right here. I'm showing we yes, uh, we actually yes. video we video with each other while we audio record this, and so I've got a copy of uh, Star Wars nice. Obi Wan here on the original Xbox. In the case, yeah. So. Well, it's you know it's interesting. I I guess for me, you know, I could theoretically play every single game that I want to play pretty much on emulation on my PC. Um, that's doable. I it's not what I do, but it is doable, and and. Um, the difference is cost, right? A good gaming PC, you're talking twelve hundred bucks. I would think is is probably going to get I think you. That's a, I think it's a good average. I think that's a good average price. Yeah, yeah. probably going to get you a pretty nice system. And you know, even even with the the forced bundles and some of the things that are happening right now with consoles, you're probably you know you're talking five six hundred bucks. So that's a big gap for a lot of people. Sure, that's fair. I mean, hell, um, even the even the upper the upper end of the Steam Deck is what six fifty. Yeah. Yep. And the lower end is like what three hundred, I think, or something like I that. Think three, I think it was three fifty, five hundred, six hundred were the price points. Something in that realm. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually like looking at it right now. So I'm actually on the page. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is four hundred, five thirty, and then six fifty in the U in the U.S. market. So North America, okay. U.S. Okay. So $400, though, for, like, an entry-level Steam Deck is, you know, really on par with, you know, some of those consoles that are out there right now, so. Yeah, and it's uh, one of the stories that we'll talk about in our news segment uh, is relevant here. They they hit 3,000 uh, certified games for the Steam Deck. That's awesome. Uh, recently, which is a pretty good milestone. So, well, you know, we were, we 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 definitely went off on a nice little fun tangent there. I want to <laughs> kind of get back and no, this is good though. It lets us get it out of our system because, and it's not that I don't want to knock on Sony. I, I love Sony, but I'm I'm having a harder and harder time trying to see what having their console would offer me that I can't get you know already elsewhere. Um, the state of play was definitely an interesting thing to watch because they announced like No Man's Sky VR. They announced an, uh, again another Resident Evil Four remaster, whatever for the PlayStation. Well, 5. but that's on that's a port of the Oculus version. Yeah, Oculus got that last year or I something, and then recently there was, there was also like, um, you know, they did some other VR news that was interesting. They but not like overly interesting, I feel like. But again, No Man's Sky VR, we've already got access. If you have a PC, you've already got access mm -hmm. to it. Um, they they announced like Tunic is coming to the PS4, and I'm like, well, you know, again, that's already on the PC and on the Xbox. Has been and since on Game it Pass and on Game Pass. It has been since it launched. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the only the only things that were interesting was is they made the announcement of those two games or three games, I guess, that are coming to the PC that were previously supposed to be exclusive to Sony only. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they made some other announcements of uh, of a couple other games that were definitely interesting, but um, 
with with them continuing to push so much of their content onto the PC all of a sudden, uh, I know that it's not going to the Xbox console, but it is going to that PC. You know, I just, you know, it it just makes me wonder. Like, it, it just makes me wonder. And, um... Because, like, even, even their cloud offerings don't really make sense to me right now. Uh, their, their, their price for what they offer doesn't quite mm-hmm. make a lot of sense. I feel like they need to refine that heavily. Well, particularly when you consider most of their cloud stuff is PS4 and earlier, where on the Microsoft side, if you have uh, Ultimate, you can play the Xbox Series X top-end version of the games, not the 10-year-old console version. Right. Well, even even so. their back catalog stuff, though, of their own stuff that was kind of limited to from what it sounds Sony's. like. Yeah. 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 And so it, it it just seemed very strange to me. Like their offerings just seemed a little a little weird to me. But it, it's just launching, so I got to give it the benefit of the doubt that maybe like in a year they'll smooth some things out and they'll finally have it going well. Because I mean, even when Game Pass first came out, it was not like what it is now. It was only very specific stuff. Um, you still had to get it and uh, Xbox Live Gold. Now yep. if you get Game Pass Ultimate, it's like all bundled into like one whole thing. So I mean, even even Game Pass had some maturing to do. So I'm really hoping that in time, Sony's maturing will also be a, a value that I could buy into. Um, but getting getting back to some of the stuff we've been playing, one of the games that's new that I've been playing is Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. I absolutely love this game. I think outside of the old Star Wars Galaxies MMO, this is truly the first open world Star Wars game I think we've had. Um it it once you play through all of the different campaigns, uh I guess all the different episodes, all nine episodes, you when you play through the episodes, you unlock planets that you can go to in free mode. And so when, then once you finish all nine of them, you have all 24 planets. 24 wow. planets to visit in free mode and uh once you're in free mode there's also all these little side things that you can go to do tons of quests and missions that you can go and do outside of that of the 24 planets i think i have only 100 percented i think five or six wow and i've put in how many i've put in 43 hours already into that so there's a lot here there's a lot of content here there's a lot to do there's a lot to discover they um one of the recent updates that they did recently uh was they added in some more capital ships and so you can actually go and capture capital ships and use Hmm. them and and you can actually go and board them and explore them too so they have like um the um republic cruiser they have a superstar destroyer they have general grievous's ship um there's a few others apparently you can get the death star in the death star 2 i haven't i haven't done that yet but apparently it's on the list that you can uh capture so uh yeah there's so much content here and again it's uh it supports uh remote play together um it is co-op you can play co-op with people i love the space stuff the space stuff feels smooth and fun Mm. like once you go into free play mode it literally is an open world star wars game and you can go anywhere and uh be any of the characters that you've unlocked and um again there's just so many missions and little side quests things that you can do it'll keep you busy for 
quite a long can I, time. Can I play as the much loved Jar Jar? Sure. You can play. You can. I mean, you can play as almost any character that I. You know, for a little while there, I was running around as uh, as like Empress Ray, which was really funny. But like because it's Lego, they put in a lot of like uh, cheesy things in there. It was like you, when Ray uses like Dark Side Ray uses the Force. She's like, I learned about this in the Dark Side pamphlet. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> it's like it's just funny little like dumb stuff that she says and it was also like uh i took over one of the capital ships and they came on to the um uh uh please uh please pay respect to our new overlord that forced us into our hearts with love and those like <laughs> stuff like that uh you know th- the silly little things like that that they do and it was cool as it's fully voice uh acted but you can also turn on mumble mode which turns it back into like the old style Lego Star Wars games where it was just um, nothing but mumble sound effects for their dialogue. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so there's, there, it's all, it's, it's a heck of a lot of fun. It's probably, it's probably one of my favorite Star Wars games at this point now, too. It sounds um, better than Star Wars as of late. Oh, it's, it, I mean, because, well, one of the things that makes it so, it, it made playing seven through nine that much more entertaining because of how they make fun of it. Because the Lego games are there to make fun of. They're satirical games. But they follow the stories. And I would and I would I would qualify them as um satire in the best way mm. possible. They're just that much fun. They're they're just very engaging. And um you know, there's I don't know. I don't know how to explain it other than it's just a good time. If you've enjoyed any Lego game ever, this is probably the best Lego game that's ever been made. Um and I really hope to see them p- apply the treatment that they've done to this to other franchises that they've done. I would love to see a Harry Potter version of this. I'd love to mm. see a Lord of the Rings version of this where they have all of it together under... Because right now, if you do the Harry Potter stuff, it's split into two different games because of the four different um, books, more or less. Um, well, the the eight movies and seven books, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the eight movies, seven books. So they split yeah. it the same way in the mm-hmm. game. So because of eight movies, they have it as four, you know, whatever in chapters or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I'd yeah. like to see that all under one under one uh, game. And the the graphics well, and then, are. I was just gonna say, uh, Lord of the, Lord of the Rings. Obviously, there was what ten years before the Hobbit came out, so. They're very different Lego games, but it would be great to see them under one engine and one continuous yeah. story. Well, that was the nice thing about this is the graphics were incredible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the gameplay is a lot of fun. It's actually a much more improved gameplay. I, I feel like the fighting mechanics are are much more improved. Um, you can actually do fight com- combinations now when you're doing like hand-to-hand combat. Um, the The shooting stuff is a lot of fun. There's a lot of different things you can do with the shooting mechanics as well. If you have like a ranged character with a, a blaster rather than a lightsaber, what wasn't? Um, did, I remember reading uh, an article talking about people referring to it as Lego May Cry because the combat yeah. felt a lot like Devil yeah, May Cry. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's the you can actually do combos in your combat. Like it's pretty it's pretty nuts what mm-hmm. you can do with some of your with some of your fighting mechanics. Um. Jim, what have you been up to? You, you said Planet Side 2 and Solid 76. Was there That's anything else? basically been it, other yeah. than a little bit of Flight Simulator. Yeah. Mm. Have you tried the, the, new, the new Top Gun Flight Sim stuff? Eh, yeah, it's boring. 
Oh. I mean, it's cool they gave you an aircraft carrier for free because DCS had the gall to charge $40 for that. Um, and then they, they put in the uh, SR-72 uh, like scramjet UFO that's in the movie. Um, but it's like, okay, yeah, I can take it up to like near orbit and then wow. land. So it's kind of like flying the space shuttle. Um did you, did you guys that, hear, did you like, guys, I, I watched a little interesting uh, interview with Jerry Bruckheimer about the mock-up stealth jet that they made for Top Gun 2, where I they, the Chinese uh, yeah. Intel guys out. So, so they, they built to scale in conjunction with, I forget the name of the actual um, design company that designs these, you know, stealth jets. But they built to scale a stealth jet that's similar to the one that we have, but the one that we have is classified, you know, so we're not going to show the real one, but it's one mm. that's very similar to it. But it was so it was so realistic and to scale that they were informed that the Chinese satellites diverted their their orbit to get pictures of this thing because they weren't <laughs> sure if it was real or not. Wow. Yeah. So China uh, probably blew a few billion on trying to reproduce one. <laughs> But but anyway, um, it's it's really interesting. I, I I would love to try. I mean, so is flying an F eighteen not fun in in flight sim or? Yeah, I mean, but it's like ninety percent of what makes an F eighteen fun doesn't work. Yeah, it's like you can't shoot anything, and none of the the radar and all the other stuff like is inert. So it's just the flight model. Oh, so, and it and it's like it's a jet, right? It doesn't really. You know, it goes fast. It goes really fast. It goes really high. You don't want to fly it low and try to sightsee. And you go fast enough that the terrain kind of is loading as you're buzzing over it anyway. So there's Mm. a lot of pop in and whatever. So, I mean, it can be fun. Like, you know, take an F-18 through the Grand Canyon sometime with the burners lit. That's that's cool. But I don't know. I'm, I'm more into the GA planes there. It's like, just give me like a... A crappy old crop duster, and I'm I'm fine. Well, what do Although, you do? I determined last night, though, that Asobo, the guys that made Flight Sim 2020, they don't understand how wing loading works, right? So, like, whenever whenever you put G's on the plane, the plane is effectively heavier. So the amount of air that would lift a like 2,000 pound plane if you put two G's on it, now it's a 4,000 pound plane. So you should stall at a higher speed. Right. Um, but I can bank over and load up like three G's on a Cessna and it still stalls at 40 knots. Yeah. So, and that's the thing that actually gets people killed is like, if you, if you're coming in on final on the runway and you've realized like, Oh, I'm not lined up. Right. So you like try to pull it over too hard. You'll just stall and hit the ground cause you're low and slow anyway. So you try to do some violent maneuver, and then it's like surprise. You, you know, you G loaded your wings, and the plane stalled. Like surprised you, right? Right. Um. And and that's you know like a, a newbie pilot killer, and it just won't do it. So I was like, huh, that's interesting. But if you go back to X plane, which is kind of hard to look at now that I've played Flight Sim 2020 so much. Um, but you go back to X-Plane and it all kind of works properly. So hmm. it's a, I wish that the flight model from X-Plane was in 
Flight Sim 2020, and it would be like the best of flight games, but it ain't. But if you go into like IL-2 and you try to like G load up a P-51, you know, like turn turn over on one wing and yank the stick back, you're dead. It'll it'll demonstrate it real fast. <laughs> so. The... Hmm. Yeah, because that's like you can be in a dogfight, and that's that's a thing where it, it's like the different fighters, like World War Two era, is like, well, this fighter can pull harder than that one, so it's got a tighter turning circle, but the other one might be faster, right? So you yeah. can run away from the guy, but if you have a tighter turning circle, then he might be able to go faster, but he's gonna stall whenever he tries to to like outturn you, so. It's like, well, you pull as much as you can. You put it to the edge, right? And then if he tries to follow you, you're, what you'll see in the rearview mirror is he's trying to follow you, and then one of his wings just says, nope, and dips out, and then he's gone, you know? And it's like, okay. Hmm. Did you try either the Ace Combat uh, 7 Top Gun content, or... No. Nope. Uh, the D DCS was doing something too, aren't they? Yeah, they put some skins in the game, but ah. that's like if you're gonna pay eighty dollars to have the F fourteen, here's a free skin. So ah. thanks. Yeah, DCS is a little weird about that stuff. Oh. Yeah, but what was interesting, Lance in our Discord, um, he actually made one of those skins that they put in yep. in their that's giveaway true. thing. And they didn't tell him that he thought it was just gonna get used for some trailer that they were doing, but then they actually distributed it. And it's like, well, that's cool. So where's your check? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess because they're giving it away for free, but interesting. Um, well, you've been I, playing Malified, yeah. I, I was gonna say, yeah. I, I, uh, I've been dabbling a lot. Um, I spent uh, a little bit of time with Slay the Spire. Um, it's funny because that's kind of the the progenitor of a lot of the roguelike card games. Uh, that have come out in the last few years, and I had never played it. I had played Monster Train, which I absolutely love, one of my favorite games to just sit and and do a run on. But uh, I had never played the the you know original, so I went back and did that with some of the mods. There's a great community mod that's on Steam called Slay the Spire Downfall. It's free, and it adds a bunch of new content to the game. Um, so that one was pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of those games that have based themselves off Slay the Spire are quite shameless about looking mm -hmm. exactly like Sh Slay the Spire to the point where like that, that whole, uh, the arrow that shows where, you know, which card you're going to cast on what, and yep. it's in instead of being a line, that's like a dotted line with an arrowhead on the end. It's like, I can think of like five games on steam right now that use that exact same arrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've noticed that too. And, and I think monster train, has its own personality maybe that's why i like it so much but uh i've been i went through and played a bunch of the whales interactive fmv games um mainly just to like knock out all the achievements so nightbook which is a weird horror game about a lady who speaks a forbidden an ancient language and accidentally summons a demon kind of thing like uh, you do yeah you know as as it happens uh sometimes and um Gosh, what was the other one? It was, oh, Five Dates, which was a COVID dating simulator. That one was kind of funny. Uh, and then I also <laughs> do actually, burned... 
do you actually date viruses? Because I can believe <laughs> that too, right? No, it's it's uh, you know, you're you're like a charming guy, and you meet these five women, and you can interact with them and and go on multiple dates and stuff. But it it suffers from a a weird like thing where your character is whatever he says he is. So if you're dating the vegan uh, yoga instructor, you're you're a vegan if you say you are. But if you're talking to the um, the nurse, you know, you might be talking about loving steak, but that's also true, you know, and obviously those two things can't be true. So it's a little weird. Sometimes there's like a weird cognitive dissonance going on, but or you're just a flat out liar, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, and then my favorite, probably my favorite uh, uh, Wales interactive FMV game is called The Complex. Uh, it's about a virus outbreak in a lab. Uh, somebody drops dead on the subway or, or is sick on the subway from a, a virus that was in a lab. And they're trying to figure out how it happened and, and stuff. And that one's really Sounds really like good. DLC for the other game. It, well, yeah, it, it might might be the progenitor of why why everybody's in lockdown in the other game. I don't know. Yeah. So the thing about, you know, like you are what you say, mm -hmm. right? that would be a very interesting mechanic in the game. Like the first time a subject comes up, if you're locked in on whatever you gave. Yeah. Answer, and then, no, that's true. So then if somebody wishes it was the other way, then no, you have to be honest. It's like, oh, no, I chose that I was vegan in the previous date, so I'm vegan for life now. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. A neat way to do character development, maybe. Yeah. Um, I played Chinatown Detective Agency for a couple hours. I really didn't get into this game. This was the where is Carmen Sandiego uh, kind of modern reinvention. And I... Okay, I sometimes I play a game and like I expect it to do certain things and it doesn't and it drives me crazy. In the case of Chinatown Detective Agency, we have the technology to autosave, do we not? We have dozens, hundreds, thousands of games that do it and for some reason Chinatown Detective Agency refuses to autosave. And then you find that out whenever you go back to the game and then it takes yes. your character select. Yep. Yep. And and it it did that to me like three times because I missed the train that I, or the plane, a flight I was supposed to get because I didn't realize I had to click on something on that screen. So I went to like load my game or restart the game from the, the save point and there was no save point. It just dropped me back to the beginning. So although I played for two hours, I probably played the first 30 minutes, you know, three times, basically. So it's so the dark souls of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so F that game. Um... I think I mentioned I played Weird West uh, a decent amount. I played through the first three of the five uh, character classes in that because it's one, you know, you play through one character class for maybe, you know, six, eight hours, and then you go to the next one. It's a continuous story. Um, so at some point, I'll probably go back and finish that. Um, game Deck. Have you guys, do you guys remember this one at all? It was a... Um, sort of cyberpunk future where everybody oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. playing games in virtual reality or augmented. Well, no, it's virtual reality. And so you are like a game uh, detective where you go in and like solve problems for people. So like your first case is this rich guy whose kid is locked in the game and you have to go in and get him out and figure out what happened to him. Oh, I've seen that anime. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. It's interesting. I mean, I, I put, you know, like say about four hours into it and, and, you know, would probably go back to it, but I kind of finished the first case and felt like I was good for a little bit. Um, I think we all picked up Ghost Recon Breakpoint uh, about a month ago, a little bit more, um, and played some more of that. I always find that a good time, if if not extremely challenging sometimes. Um, yeah, it's like a, it's it's like fun, and then until something weird breaks, you know. Yeah, yeah. I want to take uh, a couple hours and play the the uh, Rainbow Six Extraction thing mm, that is mm. much maligned. Like people really don't like it. And I would like to experience that for myself in a group setting so that we can heckle the thing. Well, if you, yeah. you, they were, they were giving it away for free on game pass. Oh, at it's one on point, game pass still. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like I wouldn't mm -hmm. ask you to invest a dime on this adventure. I've got right. it installed. I think so do I. Um, and I think once it's installed, you can never get it uninstalled. <laughs> you have to get a new PC to get rid of it. Or maybe that's the the like EA not origin thing. Oh my god! You can't, oh. you can't uninstall anything, so you Dude, just that, have to buy a new PC. That, that's another thing that bugs the crap out of me is they've got this they've got this beta launcher in play that you have to have in order to do the EA Game play Pass. stuff through Game Pass. But half the time that stuff it, it just breaks for like weird reasons, and not all of my EA games are in it, and yep. it's just like I don't understand why I should like, and I don't understand why do I need to have uh, why can I only have one run at a time? Like why can't both of them be running? Like I don't get that. Yeah, no idea. Uh, they had a problem with Origin where it's like you could get something on Origin and then actually get the key out of it and then take it over to steam and redeem it and well, I, th I think they was fixed all weird. that though yeah i think they did but it, it, i think it's like they developed the desktop client like before that other thing was fixed or something mm. it seems like the desktop thing happened so that they could get in game pass you know because that's like the only place it exists right is, is that that i've ever seen it mm. so it seems like a some kind of weird for game pass appendage that they made but uh, honestly it's like just make origin work with it yeah that was the part i didn't get is why do you need a whole new client especially because they're both basically a web browser with loading a specific web page if you actually look kind of under the covers at what they're doing so just load the the different web page in origin why do i have to go to a different app um I played through Stellaris a couple times, did a couple runs through that. Uh, previous to the new Overlord expansion that just came out, I haven't played that yet. Have you Have you actually finished a full playthrough and like beat the game? Yes, a couple times. Oh wow! Congratulations. Um, I I, I played this most recent round. Uh, normally, I play Iron Man so I can get achievements. But in this most recent round, I actually played with a super mod pack that uh, collection off of Steam that somebody had put together as Stellaris Ultimate Edition or something, I think they called it. And 
It was pretty good. Um, I I played through about three quarters of a game and then the game got updated and the mod pack got a major update. So I had started over with the new versions and the it adds a ton of content in terms of story. There's a lot of new events. There's a lot of new, you know, races to discover, um, archaeology digs to go on, all that kind of stuff. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. But they somebody snuck in some we like anime girl bullshit that just <laughs> pissed me off you get this captain that's some character from some anime and she's like a little you know waif uh anime girl but she's like super powerful in the in terms of a a leader it's just really dumb so i hate that shit um that drives me up the wall um so i stopped playing it and then Overlord was coming, so I I haven't gone back to it since uh, since that. But I would I do plan to play Overlord. Um, Damn, that's funny. Let's see. What, what uh, was the game that they snuck the anime waifu in? Stellaris in in, 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 the in, mod a, in, a, in a mod pack. Oh. Yeah, oh, okay. All right, like I'm, the mod pack was was intended to be just Stellaris, but better. Right, more more content, more stuff to do, more t planet types, that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, out of left field, it's like, oh, wait, there's this random waifu chick. Like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, I played Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe a little bit. Um, this is the, like, y you're running around and there's a narrator. Depending on what you do, weird things happen. And at one point, I got into a museum of the game so it was like the making of the game but i was in the game uh it's very self-referential and and very weird and goofy and strange but but interesting all at the same time uh i'm sure i have more to do in it they do have an achievement for uh playing the game for 10 years so in about nine and a half years you can earn that achievement unless you roll your clock forward which people figured out pretty quick they could do and so there's a bunch of people running around with that achievement now, which is kind of funny. Yeah, there's one mini game in there where it's it's like the baby that's trying to crawl into the fire and you have to hit the button to reset, whatever. And then the narrator's like, Yeah, but it it really kicks in after about four hours. You know, <laughs> then you then you understand the concept of this. And I watched a YouTube video and and like actually skipped ahead to the point where the guy crossed the four hour threshold and it like gives you a medal and achievement and then ends the game. And it's just like, well, there's yep. no point in you playing the rest of this because you understand everything now. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got that kind of humor for sure. Yeah, the guy that's the narrator, the narrator mm -hmm. in that also is the narrator for uh, that Dungeon Keeper clone, that War for the Overworld. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, he's he's done a variety of different games, but he's always basically that same guy. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, it's, um, it's like that same sense of humor in all his narration stuff. I've never heard him actually do like a, a non-humorous narration. Um, let's see. I played Shadow Warrior, the the original remake um, from 10 or so years ago. I never played through it all the way. And then Shadow Warrior 2 came out and I meant to play that. Now Shadow Warrior 3 is out and I meant to play that. So I figured I'd go back and play it. I'm eight, almost nine hours in and I've got probably half the game done. And I just am struggling to like find the motivation to finish, honestly. I'm struggling to find the motivation for you to be able to play all these freaking games. 
Well, like I said, I've been dabbling, right? I've been bouncing around and <laughs> and uh, trying different things because I just wanted to, I don't know, find something that really grabbed me. King Arthur, which this is it. King Arthur, A Knight's Tale, uh, is the one that I put the most time into lately. I spent about 44 hours on it. I beat the the story completely, did all the side quests. There is a post game that I haven't done yet because I was kind of ready to take a break. But it is really good. Um, it is like great turn-based tactical combat where you have uh, different classes and you can use them together in different ways. You level up your characters and you can unlock different skills. You play as Mordred from the King Arthur lore after he and Arthur kill each other. So you're basically in, uh, in like, Heaven, Avalon, is the the region, which is sort of like the mirror universe version of Camelot. It's very strange because Arthur, they tried to resurrect him and it went sideways and he's, he's split into four parts and he's evil. And so you as Mordred, who is considered kind of the bad guy by most uh, King Arthur lore, uh, has to go and track down and murder King Arthur's four different aspects to restore... Avalon. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I put quite a bit of time into it. Uh, had a lot of fun. I need to probably um, go back and finish the post game at some point, but uh, I'm not sure when I'm going to get to that. So now, Jim, did you play Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Damon Hunters, the new XCOM, not XCOM? If I remember correctly, you'd put some time on that one. I played a little bit of it, but then they started patching. And and it's like, oh, I'm going to just wait till you guys get this patched out because I didn't have any problems with it or anything. But they were doing like balance change patch things. And there was some controversy yeah. about uh, like Twitch drop shit where it's like, oh, well, if you get the Twitch drops, then you're actually getting weapons that are far better than the mm. ones that are. It's not just skins. It's it's non-cosmetic gameplay affecting whatever. And then they were like, well, yeah, we're going to patch that in so everybody gets it and whatever. So I was just like, yeah, OK, back burner. And I, I haven't been back. Yeah, I got through about five hours on it and I hit a mission where I just got slaughtered. I, I mean, torn to shreds and uh, I don't know what I did wrong. So I was re that, a little frustrated. It, does it feel like? advancement decisions that you made or probably you know I don't like... feel like I made any advancement decisions yet like I might I only had you know three or like the the three or four basic classes and I hadn't leveled them up enough it was maybe my you know fourth or fifth mission but it was yeah. a bloom like I had to clear the bloom the the bad thing that's going oh, on oh that's the same mission I'm on yeah and they just so, spawn everywhere it's like right it just spawns endlessly and there's that giant bloom turret in the middle of the room that will just nuke the shit out of you if you get near it yes. yeah i think that's that's the guy um yeah that was the mission where i was just like yeah i'm, I'm gonna wait till they patch a little bit <laughs> i've heard I, I read uh that they one of the patches they did make the marines a little bit tougher which i thought was smart because uh occultists could shoot you your your super genetically engineered space marine with all of his redundant organs and multiple circulatory systems and all the crazy shit that they put in the space marines 
and a random cultist with the equivalent of an AK-47 shoots his armor and he's out for two weeks because he's he's got a minor injury. Right. Which didn't make any sense, right? Like Yeah, I feel like okay, if if you have a an apothecary with you because they're a medic, right? Yep, yep. And they fix you up, but you still, whenever you come back from the mission, it's like, well, he's at full health now. But you did get injured in the mission, so mm -hmm. you gotta lay in bed for a while, and it's just like, yeah, okay, I understand why you guys are doing that, because you don't want me to complete the game with just four dudes, right, so I have to get a squad of guys, but I'm also at a position in the game where I cannot requisition additional guys, because I haven't unlocked that yet, mm -hmm. so, so which is it gonna be? <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, did either of you play Banners of Ruin? No, uh, no. It's another of the card-based roguelikes with some strategy elements, and all the, the the hook is all the characters are animals. So you have a bear, you have a mouse, you have a beaver, you have an otter, uh, and they have different... Those are the classes, basically, and then you have different abilities within those. I put a pretty good amount of time into trying to complete a run and just couldn't couldn't quite get across the finish line, but I was having fun with it uh, while I played it. So that was another good one. Well, man, that's a that's a lot of games we've been playing, huh? I feel like yeah. they need they need some kind of a like a Pokemon MMO card deck building game that's kind of like Slay the Spire, right? Where it's like as you run around and do things, then you're, you're actually, uh, like collecting cards, right. And, mm. you, can, and you can make your, like your, your deck of wizard spells or speaking, hacker programs or whatever, speaking but then of you deck can building, fight other players. Speaking of deck building, they're adding that into, uh, Elder Scrolls online. Really? They're adding a card game that you can play against other players, like a collectible card game in Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, I bet that one. And be uh, who is who is it? Um, who played who played uh, Pippin and Lord of the Rings? He's like voicing a new character and oh, on the screen. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, it's this whole whole thing. That's, huh. So, but I, but it's funny to me because they actually have a collectible card game based on Elder Scrolls called Elder Scrolls Legends, which. Yeah. Famously, they tried to port to console and then fired the developer that was making it for them because the console versions were lagging so bad. And they decided to rewrite the whole thing from scratch. And I don't think it's ever, it still hasn't come out on console. Last I checked. Hmm. Um, well, put Gwent in the game and be done with it. Yeah, seriously, license that but shit. It, I feel like, well, but see, the, the Elder Scrolls one, it will actually be that all the cards are NFTs. And oh, They'll be like smoking monkeys and stuff. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. Well, I think that'll about do it for this episode, guys. Um, be sure to go and check out our Discord server at discord.otherworlds.gg for all these conversations and more. And uh, stay tuned uh, next week for more news. And this has been episode number 63. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah.